and welcome to the 92nd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the tapioca to my pudding, Brandon Gross. Are you a tapioca pudding guy? Um, I truly have no idea where that came from. I made like a, a, a like a rice pudding kind of thing for a, a taco party we had, a, but probably rice six pudding weeks ago at for this tacos. Point. Explain that. What's that about? Um, well, it was just like I was looking up because uh, it was I think it was a Cinco de Mayo party. Maybe not. I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was that because it was longer than Cinco de Mayo. Um, but there was a small gathering of people, and so I was just looking up like vaguely. Hispanic, Latin, Mexican, mm-hmm. South American inspired uh, dessert dishes and found that like rice pudding. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. And I'm so embarrassed that this is how I'm starting. We're starting no, no, no. Pronounce like, it. Let's hear con leche, uh, Okay, that sounds rice right. With, rice with milk. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was super easy to make. And then I, I well, I thought it was easy to make. And then I ma- almost ruined our stainless steel um, huge like boiling pot because of all of the the burnt milk that got stuck to the bottom of it. That's very funny. Is I I'm bad. surprised rice pudding is a lat or Mexican dessert. I don't I, I don't want to sound one, ignorant. I think it's Mexican, but but so you know what's weird with that is um, by where my parents live, there is an Indian restaurant, and they always give complimentary rice pudding at the end of it, which I don't oh. know if that is a an Indian dish either, or maybe rice pudding is just a universal. Because if someone asks me, on... what? What is it? What do you, no, what are you no, I'm on the research? I'm on the Wikipedia page, and it says place of origin worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. rice pudding is world, worldwide. Because if you if gun to head, if you ask me who has rice pudding the most, I'd say white bread middle America. Is what I would. That's say. what I would have thought. I wouldn't I say like India. I wouldn't say pudding, Mexico. Like the little things that you get in the grocery store, kind of thing. Now, if but we're talking yeah, tapioca, are you a boba tea person? Um, I'm not. Not really a boba tea guy. I have I showed yep. you that viral video of the guy that doesn't know what boba tea is and drinks it for the first time and oh and, yeah, and, and he like spits it, it everywhere in his car. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's very funny. I am. I am not a very big boba guy. I, it's it's more of just like I'm not really a big order a five dollar sweet drink guy when I'm out. Yes, um, same. Sure. Like if I go to like a a thing and people are serving boba tea, I'll have boba tea, but I'm not like going out of my way. It's not like an indulgence for yes. me. Yes. I, for me, it's like a Coca Cola. It's like once a year I'll have that. Yes. And I'm not seeking yeah. it really. Um, mm. And also, I don't know the the little the little tapioca balls, the little bobas are good, but I feel like it's almost like a habit where it's like biting your nails, where it feels good to to get yes. to capture a little ball in a straw, and then also pop it. Yes, and pop the little ball. It's like a weird yes. like I don't know. It, it's it's almost like. Um, people who like pimple popping videos. It's a similar sensation to that where I feel like you enjoy <laughs> capturing the ball. It's like a little, I don't know. It's a little game. It's a little thing. Now, uh, it scratches Dr. the pimple itch. Popper, now streaming on max, Brandon, they cut the HBO. It's only max now. Oh, this guy's doing a bit. Uh, is this a bit? I'm do- <laughs> max. What is this? My brother. Hey, what do you think of that? <laughs> Pretty good. Shout out to Sam's brother. Is he, Shout out to the is, he brother. is he pressing charges? I encouraged him too, but he's not interested in litigating at this time. We'll okay. see if uh, if his mind changes in the future. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. That um, is I, that the dumbest like is that the dumbest major like corporate uh, like media company fuck up for lack of a better word in the in, like the most like the most foreseeable future or the most recent future? Excuse me, recent past. Oh my god, 
I don't know if it's a mess up. I feel like it's just like dumb and a waste of time. It's I feel like, like they it, watched the social network too many times and, and and saw the Justin Timberlake saying, take the the out. Take just the the Facebook. out. It's cleaner. I wonder if, um, I wonder if, actually, no, I know there's definitely merch when HBO Max was announced that they like sent out to people. So there's HBO Max sweatshirts out there. There's HBO Max notebooks. People are going to have HBO Max merch. And it was also like a short-lived thing. So it's going to be like Crystal Pepsi, you know? Not yeah, Crystal Pepsi because that's an SNL bit, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you new mean. Pepsi. Also, it's, it's, it's like new Pepsi. Yeah, this is like the fourth iteration of this streaming platform because we've had HBO Go, we've had HBO Now, we've had HBO Max, and now we have Just Max. Just Max. I messed that up again. It's not new Pepsi. It's Pepsi Next and then New Coke. Was the Those were have, the two brands. Have we started off an episode with more collective flubs on our part than this one so far? Nah, we're rusty because someone rusty. was going to see uh, a band, I heard. That's right. Yeah. If you follow us on Twitter at NL Feast Pod on Twitter, uh, is it pod or is it not pod? I always forget. I, think, I don't think there's the, a pod. Drop the pod. Okay. Drop the pod. It's cleaner. Um, we uh, I, I got we were ready to record day of. Um, I won't dox my friend by releasing their name, but a friend of mine works for a company that has uh, that gives them access to like two to four events. I don't know the exact number um, every year at the Madison square garden box that they have. It's fun. And this friend of ours reached out to me. Wait, and was like, can hey. I pause real quickly? Can I ask, is, is that applicable to like Rangers playoff tickets, Billy Joel shows like, yes. is, like the big, it's the big ticket you, ones. It's, it's funny you say Billy Joel. Cause they saw Billy Joel with these tickets last year. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's a great ticket. Um, great ticket. But I don't know about the playoff game things. It definitely applies to regular season Rangers and regular season Knicks games. Okay. Um, and then they like saw Billie Eilish uh, last year as well. So they had box, box seats to Billie Eilish. Um, so it goes back and forth. But uh, yeah, so they reached out to me. We were like, hey, I know you are a pop punk kid growing up. Do you want to see Paramore? And I said, yes. And then they said, well, actually, first make sure Miranda doesn't want to see it. And if Miranda wants to go. She'll get priority for the tickets. And then, sorry, sorry, schmuck, you're out. Guess who wanted to go? Miranda, understandably, very much wanted to go to free box seats at, at Madison Square Garden. So day of, this is why I was, I thought I was off the hook, but day of, friend gets COVID. So now one of the tickets are available. Tragic. And then I swooped in. So Miranda and I ended up being able to wow. do it at the last second. Yeah. Great time. Um, great time. Now, I, see, you were texting me and I could not tell if what you were texting me was sarcasm. And it was the way you were texting because you were like... <laughs> Because you sent me a picture from the seats, which I think, yeah, yes. here, I'm looking at now. And you said, spoiled, I'll never never be able to go to a concert any other way. And I'm not sure if that was sarcasm or you were serious because you're in the booth and that's comfortable and fun and no one's breathing down your neck. Or sarcasm because you were far away from the stage. No, the picture didn't do it justice. It was a, pr- it, considering that we were on the other side of the arena, you could, it still had a pretty clear view of what was going on. Uh, gotcha. But I meant spoiled because I had free soda and a couch to sit on the whole time I was there. So if you wanted, there if you, you didn't know the song, you're sitting on the couch, baby. You're having fun, enjoying the atmosphere. If you know the song, you're standing up. And it's just you, you and friends. There's no corporate stiffs from her company there. It's just homies only. So in this situation, there were homies for 90% of it. Two strangers walked in for like 20 minutes of the show and then left. Did they work um, at the company I, or you don't even know because your friend was there? I think they share the box with other companies. I think they gotcha. have four seats in the box and then other companies have box seats. But no, I guess the Paramore wasn't the hot ticket for the night. <laughs> Wednesday night Paramore seat or show, sure. excuse me. Um, it wasn't blowing the doors off, even though apparently they allege, according to the live concert, that they sold it out two nights in a row. So maybe it was such a hot mm. ticket, just not with this demographic. Okay. 
Um, now, was there food? Because I've been in uh, these boxes a few times for sporting events, mm-hmm. um, and there was food. I remember, like, you know, I went to, like, a Titans game uh, in Nashville, and I was in the box, and there was, like, chicken tenders and stuff. Was there food there or no food, just drinks, or not even that? Did you have to go outside were... to get the drinks? Yeah, if you wanted to get food or alcoholic beverages, you had to go to the concessions outside. But if you wanted to get, um, if you wanted to get sodas or seltzer waters or whatever, those were available in it. Um, gotcha. They had the, they teased you though because you walk in and they got the catering trays there. They had the catering trays. Go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go and you open them and they're empty. Just it's like spitting in God's face. What are you doing? If you have a catering tray, you put something in it, man. Come on. Um, At least put no, a we had none put, of that. put a, a letter in there saying sorry, you got to go to Concourse C to get get a, a <laughs> burger you know chicken tenders or whatever you want but chicken we had tenders. uh we had gone to this uh dive bar in the area beforehand to hang out before we we went over there because i didn't want to go back from the office back to brooklyn to go right back to the part of town that i was in already um and they served they served dollar hot dogs so i i partook into a couple hot dogs which were which were good for wow. you know dollar bar hot dogs but were bad outside of that context <laughs> they were not they were like boiled boiled hot dogs with like packets and you did, of ketchup and so you can do multiple hot dogs i did two myself talked about yeah, this I before you, i can't do that I, personally like I've, i i have if i have i'm not a big hot dog guy but if i have one hot dog mm, i'm out i'm tapped out. out i can't do it i think can't i could it. do in one sitting at least three maybe four hot dogs now these i would prefer a grilled dog obviously over this sure this whatever i have yes um but we've talked i think we talked about this because when i did my opening day gathering i had a couple friends come we've over. talked about this you're right yes I would I we we make hot dogs and 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 drink American beer and the hot at dogs, least once uh, once every three months I have to ask you how many hot dogs do you eat in a sitting just to check. <laughs> we were having a conversation about how much seltzer water I uh, I I drink uh, in an average week or an average day. Yes, uh, and that was such surprising news to a good friend of mine that he texted me. He sidebarred me and was like, "Are you really drinking this much seltzer water?" <laughs> was so it a do- whenever- is your friend who's a doctor? <laughs> Not a doctor, no, not a doctor. But okay. he was, uh, but he was so surprised by the quantity of seltzer that I was consuming in an average day that now, anytime I drink one of my liters of seltzer, I'll, I'll keep him updated on what my daily intake is, so he knows that I, I wasn't <laughs> bluffing. Um, I say you don't drink enough seltzer water. If I had to ask, you say you if say, say drink more water. I say drink more water. Let's see what happens. You know. Okay. All be, right. Be a I'll case. Have to check be a out. case study. You know, for some med school students <laughs> yeah, so ex- run an experiment on me i'll start floating an, like i'm yeah. a willy wonka willy yeah, wonka yeah. factory i'll hit the ceiling i, I need um, you on i need you on um on a national Enquirer little blurb in the top left corner the boy who drank too much seltzer water <laughs> and exploded and exploded uh, man yeah. explodes also i'm glad that i turned 31 this week and you're still referring to me as a boy which boy. is not inaccurate <laughs> the boy died from drinking too much seltzer water <laughs> the um, boy who knew too much the boy who knew too much. Um, I don't know. Also, we were texting about uh, about some movies I've been seeing recently, Brandon. And you, yeah, you were, I know because I asking. follow you. We follow each other on Letterboxd, um, and it made me laugh because I saw you and a mutual and a friend of yours and someone I follow as well. You guys clearly watched the movie Ishtar together, and I texted <laughs> yeah. you and I was like, "I like you're watching Ishtar with yeah. uh, with your friend." I didn't I didn't know about this movie's reputation. It's like a late eighties yeah. comedy starring Dustin Hoff starring Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. Uh, and I I had somebody reach out to me weeks in advance, being like, "Hey, if anybody's interested, I'm getting tickets to this on this day." Um, and it happened to coincide with something Brando was doing, so I was free that night. Uh, and I said yes, forgot about it until day before when they were like, hey, do you want to go do this? Went to this theater, um, 
and uh, sat down, didn't really know what I was getting myself into, and then it turned into like my favorite comedy I've seen in in years. It really just wow. hit me in the right spot. Really hit me in the right spot. Do you think it was just the surprise of it? You you going in blank slate? Because I feel like you know a lot of times if you uh, I don't know if you saw planes, trains, and automobiles, great movie. But like if you you would know what it's about. But do you think that yes. you start going in totally blind? You were like surprised by it more, so you you liked it even more. I think it's that. I think it was also just really well written and really funny. Like the I don't know how much you know about it, but it's about two failing lounge singers that uh, end up get like booking a residency uh, in Ishtar. And so they go to perform there for a while. But like the first 30 minutes are just them being like these absolute schmucks in New York city, just so earnestly trying to write hit songs and be the next Simon and Garfunkel. And they like intentionally play Warren Beatty down as like a, a buffoon that can't, uh, can't get any women that are interested in him. And like the, obviously the character contrast against the real life reputation of Warren Beatty was really funny. Uh, it was just I was just really surprised. I'm sure that having no I, and which is something I've been trying to do, frankly, is go into movies more blind. Um, but I think that was definitely an influencing factor. And I think it was also just good company in a pretty sold a sold out theater. So it was a bunch of other people that were laughing along, which is always a good experience. Um, the, and then the also full, just the being full a, movie, the full movie environment can elevate any movie. I completely agree. I think I think I like want to only start going to movies on opening weekends now because I want that experience because that yes. happened to us this weekend. Again, Miranda and I went on a date on Friday night opening day to an IMAX uh, showing of Across the Spider-Verse, Brandon, yeah. the new animated Spider-Man movie. And I should have thought about this before I went in. I'm not like I'm not a, 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 a day of release Marvel guy, and I never really have been. I've probably yeah. seen... 20 to 30 percent of all of the marvel movies that have come out i had not been like watching the ant-mans or the doctor stranges or the thors or anything mm -hmm. and i had kind of just written this off as independent of like the marvel bro movies you know what i mean just because i think it the is first, i think it is I, yeah the first spider-verse was just like such a uniquely animated and interesting creative thing that nobody had really ever seen before and i was just like okay i just want to see more of this but then I got in there and quickly realized that we were surrounded by a bunch of like Marvel fanboys and fangirls that were They're wearing uh, the t-shirts. They're wearing shirts, any little Easter egg. They were like clapping and hooting and hollering. Uh, and it, and I, there were some instances where it was annoying, but for the most part, I'd say the majority of the experience uh, elevated and, ex and and made it a, a more more fun experience. Right? Yeah. See, I think for me, I think yes, I'm into the full. Um... I'm into the full movie audience unless it's uh, the Marvel superhero people or Star yeah. Wars people. I, don't I think that's where I draw the line. I can't do that. I don't want like Captain America in like the worst bright lighting I've ever seen in my entire life walk yeah. on screen and then an uproarist standing ovation happens. No like, that's not what I want. Way. Um, and then like there's a little tongue in cheek one liner. Yeah, I don't want Yeah. It. Uh, that just happened. Yes. <laughs> Guess you were forgetting someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out in the audience. <laughs> um, I uh, I will say, Brandon, though, my first five star movie of the year. This was my first five star uh, movie of the year. You know what? I, I I'm I'm not a big animated guy, and I'm not a big Marvel guy. I saw the first one. I liked it. I think it bridges the gap between uh, Marvel nerds and people that are not necessarily as into indulging those movies. But uh, you know what? I've heard a lot of good things. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but I will. I will probably watch the second one. I love that. Yeah, uh, I would recommend seeing it theaters. I think you'll lose a lot if you don't yeah. see it on the big screen. But you're not you're not okay. an A list guy, are you? Nah, so you're paying I, out no, of, you're paying I out of see, pocket. See, I'm, I'm actually I'm into. I want to try to go to the more niche, weird little L A theaters. I still am into mm. Tarantino's new Bev. Uh, oh, okay. The new Beverly Cinema. 
Um, so I want to check that out. I don't know. I'm, I might see the Asteroid City in a cool, cool theater. Oh, nice. I want to. I want to do that because like the AMC A list is a great deal. But I was like, I don't go to enough movies to to justify it. I feel like so. I will. I will say the downside of A list is that you do end up because I'm just like, well, I got the damn thing. I might as well go see a movie today. Sure. I've got the, t- the afternoon to kill, and then I go see some garbage ass movie. I've seen like some of the worst movies I've seen in theaters ever. Uh, recently yes. because of this curse that's uh, upon me. But I also saw Past Lives yesterday in a sold-out theater, that new like indie darling A24 movie that's getting a lot of buzz. I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't it. know that. I don't know that one. Uh, you recommend it's, it's about, Yes. It's, you know, it's a, it's a particular kind of movie. It's like a, a romantic drama with a, a little bit of comedy uh, mm-hmm. that's very beautifully shot and a little pretentious. That's, and That's the Sam Clark uh, recipe, though, it, for a movie, It right? is. And so, uh, yeah, and I, was t- I, like, had a, I had a great time. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the ending was very impactful, but I left being like, I wanted to be crushed a little bit more by this. Maybe I was just, yeah. like, in the wrong mindset for it, but it didn't. It didn't You're like, I only like cried I for to. eight minutes. I was... <laughs> Not a I single tear hope- shed, Brandon. Not a single tear shed. <laughs> wow. Did you bring tissues? I, I'm saying I saw I saw fucking a star is born in theaters and I cried and this movie couldn't elicit enough emotion out of me. What's happening Did Ish- to me? Did Ishtar make you cry? <laughs> Maybe laughing, buddy. Maybe laughing. <laughs> you yeah, should... a little emo- laughing crying emoji. Yeah, laugh cry emoji. Um, I I do recommend seeing Ishtar though if you can find it. I, apparently, it was so bad that uh, it like borderline almost ruined the reputation of the two actors and the woman never directed a movie ever again afterwards. But... Really. Yeah, it almost like ruined it was... the reputation of Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. Well, so then the next year, Rain Man comes out and he redeems himself. Wow, uh, Dustin Hoffman does. But yeah, apparently yeah. it was like so critically panned, um, and was thought of as being like a bloated budget and like a production nightmare. And people were fighting on sets and everything. And they like, yeah, uh, Warren Beatty was trying to like overextend himself on the production and direction side, and people there was tensions were flaring up a little bit. Um, but if you can find it, I think you'd really love it. I'm like gonna find a way to show it to my dad when i see him in a few weeks because he's I never seen he it would... no he's never seen it but then oh, christopher okay. uh one of the friends that i went and saw the movie with texted his dad and was like because we both left being like i think our dads would love that movie <laughs> uh and christopher texted his dad and was like that was one of the first dates i went on your went out with your mother we love that movie it's like one of our favorite kind oh of movies, that's so. cute Look it felt at that. a little validated felt a little validated but um brandon any i've been doing a lot of the talking what's up with you you got I, any updates hey i um, I'm interested in your life, baby. Um, any life updates? Nothing too big. I uh, I did softball. I'm back at softball. I know it was like Love a good that. softball update. We're in D division. We Yesterday, we were down 11 to 6 in the bottom of the 6th, which is you know, our bottom thing. of the ninth for the most part. Yeah, 6-7. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, but, but this one was okay. bottom of the ninth because of the timing. Anyway, we come back. We win, baby. 12 to 11 on a walk-off hit. Wow. Um, I contribute. I score one of the runs. I get a little dribbler and I get on first base. You know, I use my speed. Nice. That's that's what yes. my advantage is. Speed, baby. We'll, we'll people look at me and go, <laughs> "What is that, Billy Hamilton?" You know, that's what people say. I'm the Billy Hamilton of the uh, the co-ed <laughs> softball league here. Um, so yeah, so we're two and zero in D division in first place right now, which means we might make it to C division if we finish in first. You're in the not first gonna- half. Y- You're knocking on the door of potential injuries if you start getting up there with the dudes that are right, like, okay. trying to rip. Hundred, don't you remember that happened to us once? Though we're speaking from experience here, we got we got paired up with a team that was like a C or B division. Mind you, this was before uh, your experienced squad. This was back yeah. when we were the bad news bears of the F division or yes. whatever we were in. Uh, and those guys were like, make <laughs> smashing the shit out of the ball. I know, 
What's bad is I'm I still have the bad news bear skill set, so it's like pretty soon <laughs> my own team is gonna lap me. You're gonna get discarded. You're gonna be kicked to the curb. They can't kick you to the curb though. You're the manager. You're the organizational heart of the team. I know. I have to fire myself. I'm gonna have to be like Pete Rose when he was playing and managing, and then he just had to manage. You know. And then he so. had no, no. I I bet you have value out there. Don't don't uh don't downplay your uh, your contributions to the squad, Brandon. Hey, like Don't Pete Rose, I'm also I'm, well, I'm betting on the team. So <laughs> yeah, you're going into the into the yeah. benches and, and, and taking odds. <laughs> yeah, um, we're on DraftKings now, actually. Wow, you got odds on DraftKings. Yeah. I'll have to take yeah, a look yeah, at yeah. the yeah. take a look at the lines, the spread, see what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, that's exciting. Congratulations to you. Are you guys? Thank you. Uh, are you are you going to make the playoffs for sure? Then do you look like you're going to be? No, it's uh, still early in the season, so we don't know. Okay. But it's looking good so far in the first two weeks. I'd say I'll say we, that we lost our first game last week yes uh, right. we gave yeah, up an, an 11 run inning and that's kind of hard to come back from <laughs> so it's honestly brandon it's a blessing and a curse i really love being like the the happy-go-lucky manager we're here having fun high fives everybody's mm-hmm. doing great but when it comes to the actual managerial decisions like lineup cards and trying mm-hmm. to alternate people at positions so everybody feels like they got like a fair oh, amount of play time the worst it's so hard. And also and when just, there's significantly better players and worse players, we have to make it even. You can't just like bench the yeah, bad players more. Exactly. And you, and like we have this one guy, I think I brought him up the minor leaguer guy, the, the yes. whatever is, is, uh, is semi-professional baseball experiences. And I'm like, I want this guy yeah. at shortstop every inning. <laughs> like, and so I, yeah, bad I know uh, it's tough. You almost need the other players to be self-aware and be like, Hey, listen, if you yeah. need to bench me a couple, you know, more than, yeah. than that guy, and like, we, I get it. We have a great group of people that are very willing to do it, but we also are suffering from the problem right now, which is too many people. We had 16 people uh, show up to our last game. <laughs> hey, I, so, I've been there too for that. I have 16 people on the roster, so it's always possible. Yeah, so it's happens, like it, so. if everybody shows up, then you bat twice. Everybody bats twice because there's just too many of us. You got to hope through. people are on vacation. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. You got to hope people think, are on vacation. Have, do you find that later in the season, less people start showing up? I did earlier on, like maybe when you were on the team out here, but mm-hmm. um, no, I'm, I think I got a, commit, a pretty committed crew, and I also laid okay. down a rule that said you have to make at least six of the ten games, so or else I'm kicking okay. off the team. Yeah, you, I run a tight about... ship around these parts. <laughs> you have to be, yeah, you have to have a sixty percent attendance rate if you want to make yes. it to the team. Yes, that's true. You have to have an, a failing, a failing grade on <laughs> yeah, attending. Other... I still allow you on. Any other endeavor, you're immediately failing by missing 40% of all the required things. um, No, maybe I should start implementing that. You are also reminding me that I was supposed to collect the the funds for softball and send them to the old woman that runs the league, and I've forgotten to do that. So (laughs) I need to pay. Do you need me to fly out there? I'll fly out there. They'll be like, who's this kid in charge now? I like that idea. I'll start blowing a whistle at people, tell them to hustle. Start screaming, Brandon. Let's get the what's the what was the old college basketball coach that used to throw chairs? In oh, the middle Bobby of the Knight. Bobby Bobby Knight. Yeah, I need you Bobby to Bobby Knight, Knight it. Um, before we get into the baseball, the Bobby Knight reminded me you watching the NBA championship. Oh, baby, you know I am. You know yeah. I am. I, um, I we watched last night. I caught the last half last night. Um, pretty exciting stuff. And I'm also just forced to. I'm I'm like inundated in it. We've talked about this before, but when like. A Miami team that is not my team is doing something. I hear all about it constantly. And the two Miami teams that I follow the least are the ones that are in their respective finals <laughs> and championships right now. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I, I my Twitter feed is just all Panthers, all all heat, just nonstop. Yeah. So, hey, um, the, the state of uh, South Florida sports, though, is pretty good right now, I would say, across the board. 
Marlins in second place. Uh, yeah. The the Dolphins obviously are probably at least a top seven good, Super yeah. Bowl contender. You just assume. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know it's very strange. And the Orlando Magic, I know, obviously not a South Florida team, but do are the most promising that they've been in in over a decade. Now, how do you feel? I mean, as um, a, a bas- an NBA novice like myself, how do you feel? about the heat being a magic fan is there any comp any internal competition or like what is that what does that look like or you no, don't that's a, a good shit, question really. I, I i have a more of a soft spot for the heat than i don't um yeah so i i am more prone to like the heat the panthers i i know the rules of hockey and we've uh, we obviously went to a game together and i've been to a yeah. bunch of hockey games I so casually watch the sport that it's very difficult for me to have a rooting interest yes. in anything if i am rooting for a team i'll root for the panthers but um but as far as the heat goes, yeah, I think I am more more rooting for the heat than I am uh, the, the Nuggets for sure, even nuggets, though that's not the yeah. popular opinion among uh, basketball friends of mine. I think the the public opinion is more on among, the Nuggets. So the most Magic fans are Nuggets. Yes. And also the heat, okay. the heat Magic kind of have like a little bit of a rivalry, but it's not really sure. just because as the two Florida teams, but it's not, sure. it's not substantial at all. It's like Rays, Marlins. Like they really don't give a shit. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's yeah. a good comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good questions, Brandon. Are you watching it all? You been tuning in? Nope. Nope. Just asking you because I know you are. <laughs> nope. I don't I know what's going on. That. I appreciate. I know that. basic what's going on, but I don't know. You know, I can't. I can't name like more than one player on either team. Can you name what? How many could you name right now on both between both teams? You think? I think one. I can name Butler on the Heat. Okay, right? Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And isn't Murray the big guy on the Nuggets? Murray's the second big guy on the Nuggets, but there's another guy who's There's a like, white guy, right? There's a huge white guy that's... Uh, I don't know his name. MVP I've seen him. For, uh, or contention it's for like MVP for the last three or four years. Jokic or something? Yeah, Jokic. J-O-K-I-C. All right, you got it. That shows how little I know about basketball. <laughs> yeah, he Football, is like I can of... I can skate by, but... Uh, basketball, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do you it. You can't skate by with football, but you're skating by with football is making references to like 2004 football players that, you, <laughs> that you've held on to. Uh, Emmett Smith, baby. There you go. Yeah, perfect example. Um, Brandon, we have a fun, fun, exciting uh, little segment that we're going to do here. A little, it is baseball related, but it's, we talk it's baseball, more baseball here. Adjacent. Major League Baseball. Um, um, we're doing our. Do you want to explain it? I feel like I'm not going to articulate myself well enough to kind of... Sure, yeah. I mean, this, this was your idea, and I like this idea. Um, we're basically building a superhuman. We're built. This is weird science for Major League yes. Baseball. We're building the five tools, which, Sam, do you know what the five tools are? Oh, we've done this for the three, four yes. years of the podcast. If I don't know it by now, I'm, I'm, I'm foolish. We got fielding, we got arm strength, we have speed, we have contact, and we have power, baby. Yes. Okay, so we're building a superhuman baseball player. Otani, mm-hmm. this guy that we're going to build is better than Otani. Yeah. We're getting the best player at each one of these skill sets and combining them into one to make a super player. Mike Trout, Sam and I who? both. Who dat? Otani, who? Who dat? Um, Aaron Judge, don't know him. Um, so Sam and I each respectively built our own version of this player, and we're going to yes. dissect and digest and we're the two little perverts from weird science baby <laughs> yeah, i've heard i've never seen that movie myself but i've heard that oh when, and when that's playing at a movie. movie theater gotta go to weird <laughs> science it's probably viciously problematic now 
there's no way that there's not just some weird like you know how Revenge of the Nerds there's like a borderline sexual assault that happens in it. Um, I'm sure that the weird science there's just some weird stuff that's going on. I mean this is a little bit of a, an off brand thing, but I think the new weird uh, sex comedy movie that's coming out, No Hard Feelings, is kind of with Jennifer Lawrence that line. The Jennifer I think Lawrence I one about like they have to be self aware enough to to do it properly. I'd imagine I'd be surprised if there's something in there that is like genuinely problematic. Because the the premise is like a mid late I'm assuming mid thirties because that's just how old Jennifer Lawrence is is hired by a family to date their nineteen year old son who's a dork and try to sure. break him out of his shell, but the yeah. implication is have sex with him. <laughs> I car, I want to see it just because I almost want to see how do they avoid it being problematic. But I think they I also want to see. We need to support these movies, Brandon. We can't have like the ten Bring million back the dollar ROMs. comedy. That's what I'm saying. We don't have enough of these fun little comedy. I don't want any more comedies where it's like, it's funny, but he has cancer. I don't want to see it anymore. I'm over it. Okay. But he has anxiety. I don't want to see it anymore. Okay. (laughs) Just give me a straight old romp. (laughs) You don't want to see Puss in Boots give the most accurate depiction of a panic attack in film history. No, I don't. I (laughs) so don't. I can't express to you how how little I want to see one more comedy divorce cancer movie i don't want to see it anymore just give me give me billy madison baby bring it back i completely agree i completely agree we're losing these movies and it's a goddamn shame but brandon you know what else is a goddamn shame is the two players we're about to make aren't gonna exist in real life yes that's a shame true but we're gonna name we should name these players actually we should i completely agree we absolutely should name these players you'll have the next 12 hours or so to come up with a name um okay hit me with how you want to do this do you want to alternate back and forth because yeah i think we alternate back and forth and maybe we try to convince uh the other person that one's better than the other okay um all right i'll start uh with the first category we've got speed now do you want to select Mm -hmm. first or second for speed knowing that the next category is arm strength um would you rather so are we only doing one player per thing like is this like a draft i was assuming it was more draft based yeah what were you assuming I just straight up made a, a team, but I can come off on top of the dome if you take my guy. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of how... That's why I did. I made, like... I have a, a pool of players that I know that would be sure. fun to select, but I don't have, like, a guy made. But okay. I thought we'd do a little drafty. That Sounds way, good. Yeah, so we can make a little competition out Sounds of it. Sounds good. Let's do it. The best player. Um, so do you want to draft either speed first or arm first? Would you rather go first or second for that? Um, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go second. You can do speed. Okay, speed... Now he's having a, a a down year, and I'm going I'm going in division here. But when you think of speed, you think of Trey Turner, baby, one of the fastest guys on the field. This man's yes. sprinting left and right. I'm assuming he's in the 95th percentile of speed in the entire league. I haven't pulled up a savant page or anything along those lines. Um, but when I think of cool guy running in Major League Baseball, I think of Trey Turner. Um, now I'm worried that uh, that because he's had such a disappointing season. And the Phillies, um, <laughs> Phillies fans seem to be a little down on him right now. I don't know what your Twitter feed's looking like, but mine's yeah. Uh, they're they're pissed. They're they're heated. pissed. They're pissed at the the handsome man Trey. But uh, as far as like speed, and I guess I'm also assuming stolen bases in this a little bit. Um, that you you got to go Trey, baby. You got to go Trey. That's a good one. So I actually did. I pulled up the sprint speed MLB leaderboard on baseball oh, okay. savant. Um, so wait, Is do he... I draft? Do you want me to draft my speed guy now? Um, yeah, and then we can address that because I think that's an interesting thing to look at. So I picked my guy prior to looking at this. You know, okay. I made a good decision. Just like this, you're not to this, say you're a genius. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not a ge- I'm I'm not a genius. Okay. But this is the guy I picked just because I like him. I picked Corbin Carroll. 
Um, oh, as my that's guy. a great one. So Corbin Carroll, yes, and we love everyone loves the video. It circulated from last the end of the last season when he's like going uh, home ass. to third in like uh, a freak's pace. Um, we like our speedy white boys here, um, and Corbin Carroll is fourth has the fourth best sprint speed this season that's at um, thirty point one, and that's feet per second. Okay. Your guy Trey Turner's third. Wow, at thirty point three feet per second, okay. and then tied at the top. So, like, I'm, if if what I should have done was I should have picked one of these guys, which yes. was Bobby Witt Jr. of the Kansas City Royals. Wow, thir- really? Thirty point four. People forget that he is a speed demon. I think he's a sixty grade speed guy. Yes, people forget that, and he's tied with Bubba Thompson of the Texas Rangers, okay. thirty point four. But you and I are National League guys at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. so we're going with our NL guys. I got Corbin Carroll. We got Trey Turner. Um, I will say Corbin Carroll, the youngest guy of the bunch. So maybe if we're going yes. a player for longevity, maybe my my selection is is good. Also, I think you're going to have the the cool new toy factor in Corbin Carroll, where everybody's really high on him right now because he's playing well. He was a hype prospect coming up for a while, and then he came out of the gates this season as a as like a, a high fantasy guy, and then has also kind of lived up to the production and has been playing pretty well for a mm-hmm. a team that I think is exceeding expectations in Arizona. But, yes. Um, yes. But that's a great one. I'm honestly a little jealous of yours. I'm happy with Trey. I'm also taking his sliding into the speed, so the sure. cool, the smoothest slider in all of baseball. Um, but that's great. All right, so that means you get first for arm strength, Brandon. And now arm this is strength. also one that's this is also one that's measured pretty accurately through Baseball Savant. So we can go back later um, after we've both made our selections. Um, but I, I think that this is something to keep in mind as well. This is this is something that we can quantify and have statistics for. So this is the one that off the top of my dome I did not have much knowledge of. So I did actually look this one up, but I did not pick the number one person. And I think okay. you're good after you select, I'm gonna see if Tell you me. know because I think it's it you're gonna appreciate it. So okay. my selection was um I kept in our division of wow. our podcast podcast okay. namesake, Ronald Acuna. Great answer. Is my selection. Um, he's second um, with um, overall ninety six point six. I assume that's mile per hour, right? Mile per you hour. Have to assume so. Yeah, has to has to be um, arm strength. And there's only one player above him, which we will discuss. But Ronald Cunha is my pick. I mean, that guy throws absolute nukes Gas. to yeah. to um, Murphy and Darno. Um, Insane. Yes. So, um, yeah, Ronald Acuna is my selection. Um, and also another young buck. I mean, he's been around for a while now, but another young buck. His legs might be uh, a little a little bit less than they were before because of his injury. But that arm strength, baby, he's got a cannon. And, a an exciting pick. player, too. I think that you've got two exciting, fun players on your yes. team as far as, like, cool factor. You're, you're, you're taking the cake. But I might be coming in close second. Now, because of the lack of games played this season, I'm wondering if this player has had enough, uh, have had a large enough sample size that they would be on Baseball Savant. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think the person who's had the hardest thrown infield throw in the his- uh, since what what is it? Uh, the Statcast era is my man O'Neill Cruz. Has he had the hardest? Because I think he had triple digits once from a shortstop he- to first base. Uh, I believe that he's not listed because I think you're correct that he doesn't have a, a, enough of a sample size because these guys are looking at at least a hundred plus throws. So yeah, okay. O'Neill Cruz so, is not listed on here as far as O'Neal I can Cruz see. Throw speed. Okay, all right, here we go. I got, I'm pulling it up right now. He has the hardest throw by an infielder in the Statcast history as of August of last year. So you know it's it, that could have been adjusted after uh, other people have, have had an opportunity mm-hmm. to beat it, but. 
Hardest throw by an infielder at 97.8 miles an hour. But that's lower than the 99 that you're giving for Acuna. So I had guess I had just thought of like remembering hearing that statistic and thinking it was interesting. Well, but I, I guess that's you... a- that's average. I'm looking at the average here. Okay. Right? But, yes. No, you're right. But also I'm, I, what I was trying to say is I think that you from a pr- position perspective made the right choice. I think right fielders and center fielders have cannons normally. Have, yes. Um, and so I would, I would be curious to see if that list that you're looking at, what percentage of the top 10 are outfielders. So um, off the top of my brain, uh, I think all of these guys are outfielders except yeah. one of them. And uh, one of them is the number one guy. Really? And he's a guy that you know very well. And he's an infielder. And he's had his ups and his downs. Sometimes he looked like a superstar. Sometimes he's looked totally lost. Brian Anderson has a 96.7 average mile per hour on his throws. And his max this year looks like the most of any player at 101.9 miles per hour. Acuna's highest is 99.1. Yeah, so that's a sample size of of 200 from Brian Anderson. 200 throws, which is... Almost the most. Lane Thomas has has a few more throws so far this year. Um, and Anderson, I don't know if he's playing. I haven't watched enough. It looks like he's played Brewers. third base and outfield. And yeah. He's, yeah, he's played third base and outfield this year. So he has played outfield as well um, for the Brewers. Yeah. No, that's as insane. He did yeah, I, Brian Anderson. Right field so. and third base. Yes. Goodness gracious, man. That's strange. I would. Ne- I, you could have put a gun up to my head and made me guess, and I would yeah. not have probably got him in the so, top 25. If we're creating a, a third mutant just based on baseball savant top, top yes. players. Um, we got Brian Anderson and one of Bobby Witt and Bubba Thompson, which is That's not insane. as attractive as the guys we picked on paper. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brandon, I get the first pick for the next one. Yeah. Contact. Okay. And come on, man. You know who I'm picking already. Do I, do you want to guess or should I just say it out loud? You're picking Louisa Rice. Of course. Come on. Maybe the, the most interesting offensive player the Marlins have had since the rebuild, uh, not, Maybe. I'd say certainly. And as far as a contact perspective, I think as of last night, going into the game, he was at 390 after a five-hit game uh, earlier in the week, which is just absolutely insane. The man can't be stopped from getting on base. It is it is an insane thing to watch. It's so much fun. Um, and also not playing that bad of defense. I know we're not talking about his collective uh, skill set right now, but I, I we were told to expect bad defense, and I, I've seen a handful of decent defensive plays from him this season so far. Um, but, yeah, come on. He's been – I think I know who your your guy's going to be as well, but I, I – So I, I my I selection when I wrote down I was also Luis Arise. That was okay. also my selection because, I mean, for this season, yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, this guy's almost That's guaranteed. I mean, I know it's only 60 games into the season, but he's almost guaranteed to win the batting title, I feel like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, he'd have to, like, have a catastrophic – Fall, He'd have to slump so have to hard for insane rise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't I think on baseball savant and there might be um, stat freaks out there that are would correct me on this. I think the best mm-hmm. way to measure that would be by barrels, I guess. But that doesn't ne- necessarily quantify like consistent making contact on the ball. Yeah. Like, or slap hitting. I, I feel like maybe what like know. expected batting average maybe would probably be. Maybe. Something Maybe. a little bit, that, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're getting in the weeds here. This is not uh, the <laughs> the strong suit of this podcast. So on, <laughs> so off the top of the dome, I'm thinking contact guy. I got to go with my own guy, Jeff McNeil. I, I thought I we were both going to go home. If it's not a rise, 
But this is our homer no. pick is the contact one. Now, if if it is, if we're going barrels, Aaron Judge is like destroying that right now. Yes, he is. Yes, his, <laughs> it's sixteen point four percent, and the second best is Jake Berger, great name from the White Sox at thirteen point eight. So like, not close. It's Aaron Judge and then like a huge Everybody disparity. Else. So if you're going by barrel yeah. percentage, yeah, but Aaron Judge might be better for a different category. category. We're gonna talk about. So yeah, to, I'm going with McNeil. To me, yeah. To me, barrel is more indication of power. power but I also power, yeah. we're both we're both idiots, and we don't really know. So maybe yeah, we don't. Uh, you, so if you have an idea, let us know. Let the let the guys know. Let the last. I guess in. I guess we're dumb, and we could also just do batting average. Yeah, we can also, <laughs> which is sort of what we did. <laughs> um, honestly, we need to come up with a segment where our listeners, who are almost certainly smarter about baseball than we are, uh, yeah. learning for the lads or something. Let the lads learn. <laughs> teach Let the, the lads learn. Um, if we're going guys. batting average, it's uh, the second option would be um, Freddie Freeman and Acuna are both tied at three thirty one. Okay, Bo, Bo Bichette three twenty nine. That would be a good pick. Um, mm. Yoshida on the Red Sox is three eighteen, and then. Yeah. So, yeah. But I good like our hear. picks. Brent, I think if we're going contact, those are good good selections. I think we both made good selections. I don't know if you just heard, but I believe our fire alarm went off. So if uh, if you see some no. smoke start start dribbling okay. down beneath the door, let, very let me good. Know. Okay, we'll go let quickly. Then. Um, sorry, sorry, br- sorry, br- sorry, fire officers. I was recording a <laughs> podcast. I simply couldn't check on it. No, I hope Miranda is uh, it stopped. So I'm assuming whatever was the cause has been uh, okay. has been taken care of. Cool. Um, all right, Brandon, you're up next for the next uh, the next category. We're looking at power, baby. We are looking power. at power. When you think power, who are you thinking of? I mean, it's got to be Aaron Judge. I already mentioned this, yeah. but the barrel percentage alone, yeah, is Aaron Judge. Um, I mean, there's no one. There's no one better. I mean, I think the second best option would be a second homer pick for me, which would be Pete Alonso. Um, That's a good pick. That's yes. a good pick. Um, and Pete does have two more homers than Judge, but I think Judge was also injured for a little bit because Pete has played 60 games. Judge has played 49 games. Um, so it's either Pete or Judge, but I think actually that barrel percentage and overall the slugging percentage on Joe, Judge is 674. Um, okay. OPS. Yeah. I mean, he's he's ahead of. Yeah. He's tops and slugging yeah it's aaron judge is the pick for it's, power for sure yeah obviously that's who i was hoping to get but um yeah unfortunately but the, there's a you're, you're going to the dark side huh i got i can't i can only uh i can only make one selection and it's not going to be pete alonzo brandon i refuse to take the most boring man in all of baseball he's not boring um, <laughs> he's boring i'm looking he's at average uh exit velocity right now um, okay. And the guy that I was picking is sixth on the list, which is a little surprising for me. And I don't know if that's because of the uh, maybe not having as good of a season as he was expecting, which I don't think is the case because this man is on my fantasy team for a little bit of a hint for you, Brandon. Um, but I'm going to go Vladimir Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy baby. Okay. When I think when I think traditional power guy, I think big boy. I think uh, home run smasher. Um, traditionally first or third one of those uh those power positions um and so so for that reason i gotta go with my man vladimir Guerrero jr i also want to point out brandon both of them are on my dynasty fantasy league so if you think about it i'm the most brilliant mind in the entire world yeah i yeah because i forgot we're in an exit velocity league right is that (laughs) the only stat that counts we are so who do you think's number two on average exit velocity because i was pretty surprised by this jake Berger. Mm -mm. matt olsen dude 
Oh, see, uh, that's weird. I'm looking at top exit velocity on Savant, and I see Matt Olson and then Jake Berger. But maybe I have a minimum plate appearance here. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah, I think I did. Dude, don't sleep on Jake on Jakey Bergs. Is all I'm saying from looking at this. I won't ever sleep on anybody with the last name Berger. Also, somebody who would have been an interesting pick for a lot of the offensive categories that I that you wouldn't think of, but is on maybe the best team in baseball right now um, is Yandy Diaz. He keeps showing up on all of these offensive categories. Yeah, I mean that that's a Rays special right there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's got like an expected. Okay, wait, expected on base percentage. I think would be. Wow. Okay. Neither of our pick Luis Arias is number ten on expected on base uh, percentage. Yeah, That's I just sent you a picture of Jake Berger. Jake Berger. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up my text messages right now. Let's hope it doesn't crash my computer. It's been getting overwhelmed by literally everything. <laughs> Dude, Hell anytime yeah. you get a picture of Jake Berger, it crashes your computer. That looks like a man that one not only uh, would be a weird uh, quiet power hitter in Major League Baseball, but also have Dude. the last name Berger. Jakey Bergs, man. Oh, I wonder if Jakey Bergs is going to be a. Uh, he's twenty seven. I wonder if he's going to be a uh, a little trade target if the White Sox continue continue to falter. Did you hear that uh, call in radio show in Chicago about the guy that ranted about oh, how bad the White Sox? Yeah, that was like, great. That was amazing. That was so fun. That was so fun. I just love. We love a passionate baseball fan. All right, love Brandon. It. We're down to our last category, defense, and mm-hmm. I get a pick first here. Um, okay. And I and maybe I'm going a little bit more. I'm sure that there's probably somebody that's maybe uh, a tra- like a more traditional defensive pick. But when I think great glove, I think Nolan Arenado um, consistently okay. a phenomenal defensive player. Maybe has been a little less than he was at his peak in Colorado. But if you go back and look at the highlights and the and the the resume of how long he's been doing it. Um, I think that I think that it's it's Arenado for me. I think it's Arenado for okay. me. Now is not you know there's probably two other positions, maybe three other positions that you would rather have um, a a star defender at than third base, maybe shortstop, maybe center field, maybe catcher. Sure. Um, but for me personally, I think that what he adds defensively or has added defensively in the past is uh, is is going to make up for for everything. I agree. Um, that's a good one. And also, I feel like I didn't look for him, but I feel like his, um, I know we're only doing one one skill set per player, but I feel like his arm strength is also probably up, th- up there yes. as well. Um, yes. I'm going with um, a handsome man um, who's had a surprisingly <laughs> good offensive year north of the border. Kevin Kiermeyer, raised legend. Oh, that's a, that's a great answer. That's yes. a phenomenal He's been making great. great plays left and right for, for the Blue Jays. Like I said, also good offense this year. I know it doesn't count mm-hmm. towards this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, he's known for his defense. He's a glove first guy, center yeah. fielder. Um, Hayson Kim's another one that I think would be a oh, good okay. pick. I think he has, so it looks like defensive war. Hayson Kim has a 1.6 defensive war. Kevin Kiermaier's okay. tied with Wander Franco and um, Elias Diaz on the Rockies at 1.3. Uh, so Kim would be would have been a good choice as well, but I'm going Kiermaier here. I like that. I like that. Uh, Kiermaier, like you had mentioned this already in passing a little bit, but kind of having a shockingly good offensive uh, offensive start to the season yeah. so far. Yeah, isn't that like, funny? Because I don't think he ever really had that great of one in Tampa. I mean, he's beloved there, but yeah. I don't think he ever really had that great of offensive year for them. 
one of the more handsome men in baseball, Brandon. One of the more handsome men in baseball. So they say. So they say. So they say. We've heard. The the papers are in. Yeah, he he's got a eight twenty OPS right now. One twenty nine yeah, OPS plus four homers, two ninety five batting average. We're in uh, June now. Two point four WAR from Kevin Kiermaier. Wow, a great pickup, Blue Jays. Yeah. Great pickup. I, I love think, this. I think that's fun. I think that's fun. Um, Brandon, we are approaching the suggested end time for the pod. So I got a question for you. We'll, we'll recap our players here in a second, but do you want to save our questions for a questions only pod later in the week that we will backlog for when I'm out of town for a couple of weeks? Or do you want to, you want to go the distance and, and, and read our questions out on this week's episode? Um, I mean, we can go to the distance if you want to. I've got nothing to do, baby. I just got to make dinner and then my night's over. Maybe, maybe watch right. something. Hang we can, out we can the answer cat. these questions quickly, but okay. uh, let's re- recap our final recap. team though, right? Okay. So um, for speed, Oh, (laughs) no, no, you go, you go. We're shaking the rust off a little bit. A lot of of me talking over you today. I apologize. No, Um, no, no, not at all. In speed, I have Trey Turner, arm strength. I have O'Neal Cruz, contact. I have Luis Arise, uh, power, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., and defense. Um, I have Nolan Arenado, Brandon. You want to read your team now? Yeah, I got um, contact. I got McNeil. Uh, I got power. I got Judge running at Corbin Carroll, feeling at Kevin Kiermaier throwing. I got Ronald Acuna Jr. I think these are pretty even teams so far. How are you feeling about your uh, your selection? I th- I think so. I think both of them are missing Jake Berger, but mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna okay. name my weird science guy Jake Berger. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's great. We'll yeah. see how many people know that he's uh he's now. I, I think. No, I, I just want to say, I, I think to push it over one direction or the other, I'm going to say we need a sixth person, which is swag. So we need mm. a sixth skill, which is swag, the the unwritten skill set um, for okay. a major league baseball I like player. That. No, I like that. Off the top of your dome, what's your list. what's your skill What's your skill draft? I, you know who I'm picking, dude. It's my it's it's another homer pick. I'm going jazz, baby. Mm. That's a good Maybe one. Maybe one of the more swaggy players in, in the last decade. Cover yeah. athlete for the for MLB The Show 23 this year. Full of swag. Full of swag. Who do you go? You know, um, I can't pick him in good conscience is, uh, is uh, Marcus Stroman. So I'm going to go with Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis Jr. That's he's back, baby. We for, he's, he's forgiven. Back, baby. All is forgiven. Uh, I'm going to go with forgiven. Tatis Jr. All is forgiven. All right, good. So now let me let me recap then. In swag, I have Jazz Chisholm Jr. and you have... Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Wow, the juniors are running the swag, dude. Yes, you got to have a dad with the same name to have swag. <laughs> to have swag. Uh, does Vladdy have swag? Um, he's got a little yeah, swag. Yeah, he's got a little swag. Got swag. Um, all right, Brandon, let's get to those questions. You got them lined up? You ready to go? Yeah, we got some questions last week when Sam was on tour with Paramore, so we'll <laughs> hit those first. Um, we had a question from uh, Eugene Stizlicki at Mike Stizlicki. Discuss... Frank the Tank and his level of self-awareness, example, fat-shaming Vogelback, optional to include a Freudian stages of development analysis. Also, let's get a long boy Yuri player profile. Okay. I th- let's, we'll, we'll save the Yuri discussion for a later date just because we'll I'd, do I'd that like next to week, take yeah. more time to talk about him. But are you, you and me are familiar with Frank the Tank as it is one of the, one of the things that we send back and forth to each other through text messages when sure. a more, more funny Frank the Tank thing happens. Um, Self-awareness, I'd say not a lot. I think that I think it's maybe borderline bullying what the collective uh, baseball social media community has has taken a fascination with this man because I don't know how much of it is in his control how he reacts to how the Mets and the is Dolphins it, and the Devils play. Is it that or 
is he an Andy Kaufman level genius? And he wow. knows what he's doing and he's playing us all like a fiddle. That would be astonishing. I was reading a tweet the other day that apparently when he goes to, to City Field now, he's the most popular man in the building. He can't like walk 20 feet without somebody trying to get a picture with him. Uh, which Andy Kaufman level genius is all I'm saying. <laughs> also, have you seen the videos where he's just like absolutely losing his shit for Francisco Limp Door or something? And uh, people who like older, like retired baseball fans that are just like lifelong Mets fans like, who is this guy? And start telling him to shut up. <laughs> it's very funny. You know, gotta be honest, I may have muted him at some point, so I don't know if I'm seeing all the content. <laughs> but uh, but Andy Kaufman level genius. The, let's make the man on the moon two. Oh, it's about yes. Frank the Tank is what I'm saying. We'll get Jim Carrey back there. Also, one of the only uh, uh, major sports personalities, I guess, uh, that is uh, that we can both bond over as a fan of the Dolphins. Yes. Miami, he's a fan of the Miami Dolphins and a fan of the New York Mets. Yes. Yeah. This guy likes so pain we, is what we've learned. <laughs> we can both suffer in, uh, he in likes uh, to suffer. togetherness with this. Um, Eli Sussman at Real Eli said, which NLEs might be Ellie, actually. I don't know that. I don't know how he pronounces it. Which NL East manager will last the longest with their current team? I love this question. This is a great question. That this is, is assuming question. that we do an NL East based podcast, which is up for debate nowadays. <laughs> That's but true at this point, um, I think I have an answer to this, and I think it's actually one Davy Martinez. Wow! And I say that because Davy is going. They kept him through the rebuild. The Nationals. The Nationals have some That's a good point. Good looking prospects. Gray and Mackenzie Gore are coming around. Keeper Ruiz um, is looking good. Keeper Ruiz, C.J. Abrams needs a little more time to grow, but he's had flashes of brilliance. Um, they got Robert Hassel in the minors. Um, Kate Cavalli will come back soon. No, not really that soon, but he'll be back at some point. Yeah. And hopefully he'll be the stud that uh, that he's uh, made out to be. I think Dave Martinez stays through. Unless the Nationals totally fall flat on their face, I think he's going to be here for a while. Let's look at it. Snitker, old, um, will probably be retire. Buck, old. old. I, don't, I don't know how long he lasts if the Mets don't don't uh, uh look good over the rest of the season into next year um rob thompson he was beloved but also if the phillies are gonna totally shit the bed this yeah. year i mean yeah they might have it have a you know get a little fire in action going i don't think yet skip schumacher too early to see but Way i think he'll early. be there for a while but i think davy martinez is like a nationals manager like he is i think have his n- number retired probably at some point I think you've that's the that's the best answer. I do think that it's great to to draw uh, or to to kind of talk about the length of time that he's already been in Washington and how he's been here through the crappy last couple of years and is and is stuck around um, and is and is beloved by the fan base. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. Um, I I guess for a second I'd go Snicker just because the success that they've had and the team that they built and he's been around these the the younger guys for a while now because um, I agree with everything else you said. Um, Philly, who knows? Obviously, the the breakout season that they had in the the second half of last year um, was great, but then they've been shit in the bed this entire season, so that's not a good look. Buck Showalter is old, and the Mets are underperforming. Um, and uh, with Skip, who knows? You know, he's the Marlins have been overperforming, but it's he's been a manager for three months, so let's let's mm-hmm. uh, pump the brakes before we start deciding what he's going to be doing. But um, yep. but yeah, I think that's a great. I think that was a great answer, Brandon. Um, Spazzy at Spazzy says, did either of you play ever play catcher and can you make it to Miami during the homestand and replace Stallings? It was five days ago. So that was that homestand. But yes, um, I played, I did it briefly. I wanted to try it in little league and I like caught a bullpen for the pitcher and I was like, now I'm good. Uh, but I think you actually did catch, right? 
I did. Catcher was the position that I played uh, the most yeah. growing up as a kid. I had my own my own catcher's gear. Uh, there, I don't know if I've said this on the pod, but the peak of my baseball career was they had like a, a level A all-star travel team and a level B all-star tra- travel team. And I was the catcher for the level B all-star travel Hell team. Hell yeah. Uh, was catching a lot of pine on the bench, if you know what I mean, Brandon, but I was also uh, <laughs> catching some balls. Uh, and the only time that I won a Little League championship was when I was the starting catcher of the team. So I was... Uh, oh, I, look at that. I could catch a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, the it was The general fun. of the field, you know? I, I got into a, a little bit of hot water because I found that I could... It wasn't against the rules. It was more of a taboo than anything, but I could talk to the batters while they were in the, the batter's box trying to <laughs> trying to swing away. And so I would Yeah, you you were doing your tight five to them. I was essentially doing my tight five. I would be asking them questions and they would they it would hopefully distract them and prevent them from yeah. being as successful as they wanted and then it would piss That's off funny. the what the sixteen year old umpires that were behind me trying to make twenty dollars in two hours. Um, and I also really loved mound visits. That was something I, I thought I was good at I was go, you know, go I didn't out know there, you could do that. You could calm down, uh, make sure we get our heads straight. Let's talk a little, talk it out a little bit here. I'm sure there was very little strategy being implemented because I think when you're 12 years old, you throw fastballs only. So I wasn't like, this next guy really struggles with off speed. <laughs> See what you can do. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Cassie, and we got a few questions. Cassie said, is it time for the annual NL Feast controversial team? Yeah, it's coming. Ooh, yeah, guess what, Cassie? And yeah, tune in next week. It's happening. Um, okay, so we also had... Um, Cassian said, blah, blah, blah. Uh, given the new reports, have we seen the last of Straws in, in terms of Steven Strasburg? Um, yeah, I think he's having some nerve issues. Um, yeah, I think he might be toast. But, you know, he got the Nationals, the World Series. It's it's yeah. very sad after signing that fat contract that he's not really been able to pitch. Um, but I think it might be a David Wright situation where he might have say, hey, I'm going to yeah. hang it up and say bye I, to the crowd. I think that's smart. I think go out. With, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, the 2019 championship, but also, like, you know, he, he hasn't, like, come back and really blown it for a full season or something. Like, his reputation in Washington is still good. Uh, and he's making, what, over $30 million a year right now? So maybe just enjoy, like, sail off into the sunset with your fat wads of cash and uh, and then your World Series ring and, and call, it a, yeah. call it a career. It's sad. That's sad, obviously, but... It is sad. Um, he was a great pitcher, but, I mean, he's always going to be remembered fondly for the Nationals. Really, their first big pitching prospect post expos time yeah yeah so. there's there's some really great youtube videos of his like uh his first game in, in washington and just mm-hmm. like sold out crowd and people are going yeah it was always him. like oh when strasburg gets there it was always a big thing so yeah um cassian also asks why are the mets braves and phillies so erratic in terms of wins and losses um that's a great question i think they're all different answers uh I mean, Mets is offense not being able to click offensively and starting pitching being there's just been up and down. They haven't been able to put it together consistently. Their lineup has Lindor has been frankly terrible recently. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the Mets answer is I don't know. They cannot put it all together where the pitch starting pitching is consistent and the offense is consistent. It seems like sometimes the offense is is mashing balls and then the next time uh the pitching is pitching well and the Mets are not mash, mashing balls so yeah and then the Braves i think starting pitching injuries but also the Braves are yeah. still they're still they're doing still fine. They, the they, division yeah Eddie Rosario hit a grand slam when they were down 5-4 well, or whatever off, it was yeah, yeah in Arizona um Phillies i think injuries um underperforming from Trey Turner and Schwarber um yeah 
Aaron Nola's but not been who you'd expect. Aaron Nola. Wheeler was not good at the beginning. I think he's turned on a little bit recently. Ranger yeah. Suarez was out for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think the analyst is going. I feel like the Braves still end up being at, on top, but I think it's going to look different in, in general. I think months. we're going to be surprised yeah. in one or two ways. Um, I don't know how yet. Um, and Are then you finally. Hmm? Oh, no, I just got one quick question for you. Are you imagining what the Phillies it? as sellers and the Marlins as buyers at the end of the, the trade deadline? Or are you thinking that we got to pump our brakes on that idea just yet? So what's interesting, I feel like with the new playoff format, I feel like there's not going to be as many sellers because I feel like teams mm-hmm. are still going to be like, we got a chance. So if we're hanging around 500, I think the yeah. most interesting thing will be, I think it's possible all the teams but the Nationals are going to try to be buyers in the NL yeah. East. Um, but fest. who the hell is going to be selling? I don't know. The Cardinals would be the most interesting team for me because they have mm-hmm. tons of players. They have too many outfielders. I mean, if they're playing as poorly as they are, that would be very interesting if they if they do a, a little retooling. Yeah. Um, finally, Peter Pratt, a friend at Miami Marlins UK, says, I need a feast. Well, baby, you got it. We got this one. <laughs> we're going to do a couple more. Oh, my God. We're back, baby. I, we should give a little bit of maybe it's maybe at the top of the next episode we should tell this, but I'm going out of town for uh, a couple weeks. I'm going on my Euro trip, Brandon, which is very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I am driving. I think we might have talked about this. I don't remember if we did, but I'm driving for the first time in seven months uh, in a foreign country with that has a language I don't speak. So if you don't hear from me ever again after after the backlogged right. episodes, you'll You're know You're in the Alps. You got lost. I'm, in, I'm, I'm lost in the Alps. Someone come help me. Um, but so the we're going to try to record two evergreen ever. Is that what it's called? evergreen episodes yeah, evergreen sure yeah um so the next couple episodes you hear will be more uh vague baseball discussion and not specific baseball discussion about what's happening at the time so keep out an, an eye out for that we'll do i think we alluded to what we might be doing next week and then brain and i will figure out a plan for the week following but um we're back you got your feasts i hope you have an appetite because the feast is back baby I hope you got an appetite for some rice pudding, baby. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Uh, tell the people out there where they can find you. You can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they find you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast on Twitter. Keep an eye out over there. We're asking questions from everybody all the time. We'd love to hear from you. Um, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any five-star review left will be read aloud on the show. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. One day I'll remember the password and I will check that email. Um, I feel like I'm missing one, Brandon. What am I missing here? Don't I normally follow tag NL something Feast? Else? Follow uh, NL Feast. Uh, uh, eat your veggies. Eat your veggies. Um, Give us a review. Watch, uh, uh, watch, watch Ishtar. Yeah, watch Ishtar. Follow us on Letterboxd. What if people started following yeah. us? We plugged our Letterboxd. We should have an NL Feast Letterbox. That's just the baseball movies. But honestly, that's a very funny idea. That's a very funny idea. Oh, no, Brandon. Breaking news. DeGrom moved to the 60-day IL. 45 minutes ago. I, that's sad. That's a bummer. That's sad. Ugh, Especially because the, the Rangers have been doing so freaking well. Imagine if they had a healthy DeGrom, they would yeah. be like a top team. I mean, they are the top team in the AL are, yeah. right now, but, but they really would be with him. Um, well, that's sad. sad day, Brandon. But all right. Anything on that on that happy note? Anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.